Well, let's get started with your new Responsive Labs website. First thing is, where and how will I log in? Well, fortunately, we've made that easy. In the upper left-hand corner of your screen, you'll see a Login tab. Now, if you don't want to use that and you prefer to use a browser, you can always type in wp-admin, which will take you to the admin login. And you'll notice something, though. There's actually a real URL of wp-login.php and you can forget all the rest of this stuff. That will also work to get you to the same spot as this. Now, once we've done that, you've received in the mail a username to get you started. Typically, that'll be something about your site. It could be lab1234, and then you've got a password, which you could type in as well. So go ahead and put yours in, and I'm going to do this one with lab2028 and the password, and then click login. If you'd like it to remember you for the next time, check the Remember Me box. You can also save it in your browser, as you can see. Now you're in, but you want to get to the dashboard side. So now you'll notice that the, my login has changed to my blog. Click on Dashboard. Once there, you've got all the access you need to the backend controls, in particular, how to set up the basics of your WordPress site. Now, most people are going to want to get started with something simple, like either a page or a blog post. I also want to run through real quickly here some of the other controls on the admin dashboard panel. We've got the dashboard itself, which will contain a bunch of widgets. And there's also a message center. You'll get into this later, but just know that you can actually close and dismiss some of these options. Second of all, I want you to notice that when you roll your mouse over the right-hand corner, there's a little up and down arrow. And you can use that to minimize or maximize any of these little dashboard widgets. Okay. Last little trick is these widgets can be grabbed. Notice how when I move my mouse over, you can change the order by dragging and dropping with your left mouse. Now this will work whether they're open or closed. And by way of these widgets, you can set up a real personal experience here so that you can pretty much have only those things you want to see. But wait, you say, there's too much junk here. I don't need all these widgets. Well, now go up to the screen options and click the down arrow and you can disable anything that you don't want to see. You can also change the number of columns from one to two to three to four. Super simple. Close the screen options. You'll also notice the help tab. This can be used on any of the admin pages and will have contextual help that relates to whatever feature you're trying to explore. There's also submenus and sometimes even links to other resources. Almost anything you need will be available from the dashboard at all times. Now before we leave this area, I want you to note that there's the drop-down panel here. There's some other shortcuts that will give you information about how many comments might be waiting, creating a new post or page or media upload. Over here you've got something that shows you any notifications on your network. And lastly, you've got information about yourself and any of the features that might be personal to you, such as the social networking features, friends, groups, messages, settings, profiles, and so on. There's a lot of power in here that we'll explore later in another tutorial. Now, once we move off of our dashboard, we're going to jump right in for this video and then wrap it up quickly. Let's start with the basics of if you wanted to start a post or a page. The difference between a post and a page is sort of like the difference between a newspaper and an encyclopedia. Post is sort of a periodical. It's something that comes out and is replaced by something else. A page is more lasting, sort of like an encyclopedia stays around for a longer time, providing information. Otherwise, they're almost identical. 
But the neat thing is you have both of them, so you can use them for different reasons. Let's start with the idea of starting a quick post. First thing, we roll over posts and we say add new. And then we're going to go ahead and type in a title. This is a new post. And we can use the content area here to type in something using either the visual editor. This is some content. Or we can go into the HTML text editor. And here we can use other features such as HTML markup language. If you're familiar with us, ahref equals google.com. Now watch what happens if I switch back from this HTML markup to visual editor, we've got a hyperlink. But don't worry, you can make anything into a hyperlink simply by highlighting it and clicking on the link icon. There you can just type in the URL and a title, whether you want it to open in a new window or tab, and be done. Had Click the add link button and you're finished. Now, Next thing is we can go ahead and add a category to this. Now by default you don't have anything except for a default uncategorized category, but you can add a new one simply by clicking here and saying something like real estate. You can also have parent and child categories if you want to organize further. Tags are something that help you narrow down even further what the topic of this category may be. So for example, maybe this is, um, let's say, large city property. I'm just making this up as I go along. You can make up what's called your own taxonomy based upon whatever your site is going to be about. You can use as many tags or categories as you want to describe this post. Now the last thing is we can set a featured image. When you click on this you're going to be exposed to the brand new media uploader which is super easy. You can click on select files here to draw out a file from your particular computer's operating system or you can go ahead and choose one from the media library. Now this being brand new nothing's here. The cool thing though is that you can drag and drop. So for example if I wanted to I could click on upload files and simply take an image off of my desk, drag it in place, and then it will upload. From there I can use the image as the featured image of this blog post simply by clicking on featured image. I can add additional things like a caption or alternative text as well as a description but it's not necessary. If you want you can also edit the image here which opens up a very very helpful editor allowing for things like cropping and rotation, scaling and more. Whether you save it or you cancel it, you'll be taken back to the other page where you can go ahead and say, I'm ready to set it as my featured image. Click here and you'll notice that now we've got that in our featured image area. That's what will show up typically in the excerpt area of your blog post display, helping people decide whether they want to actually look further. Once you're satisfied with what you've got here, you can click publish. Don't be afraid though, if you're not sure, you can always save this as a draft and then finish editing it later. You also have visibility controls to make this a public post, password protected, or fully private. If you make it password protected, anybody who knows that one password can read it. I'll make this one public. And lastly, I'll click OK. Now, if I am ready to publish, I can go ahead. But wait, what if I want to publish it tomorrow? That's OK too. Click Edit, change the date to maybe the 14th, and I can publish it tomorrow. Makes sense? Super. Let's go ahead and cancel that and then save it for right now immediately. When we do publish, you'll notice that it gives us a link where we can go to see the post. And here it is. View post and there's also one up here. If I right click and open it in a new tab, we can see, hey, here's our new post and we're ready to go. 
Now, if we want to use the image inside of the post and not merely in the excerpt, like we're seeing here, then we got to go ahead and add the image inside of the content area. So let's click on it. And you'll notice at the bottom of the page, while you're logged in as the admin, there's an edit link. Go ahead and use that, and you're returned to that exact post in the editor. So let's use the add media link to put that image back inside of the post so it shows up as well, not just on the featured image uh, excerpt. Click on it, decide what size you want, thumbnail, medium, or large. Decide whether you want it aligned left or center or right. And decide if you want a link to go back to the image or to the page or even to a custom URL. In this case, if we select the media file, when you click on it, it will upload, uh, sorry, it will overlay in a nice way that it really highlights the image over everything in the background. Watch, let's go ahead and update. And once again, we're gonna preview the post by right-clicking, opening it in a new tab. And now you can see the image is there. And when I click on the image, there you go, it's got a nice overlay. Super easy, right? Same is true for pages. If we go over to pages, it's almost the exact same thing as we just did, except for maybe one small change. So let's go add a new page. You'll notice that the difference between posts and pages has to do more with whether you have a parent or a template page. Now there's all kinds of special templates for pages because you can do different things with them. You can have blog post page, you can have a special split between 50-50 uh, content and sidebar, you can have full width, you can make the landing page which is great for sales, and more. This is something I'll cover in another video, but even if you go with the default, all the rest of the controls are the same. Title, content area, featured image, and then you can change the publishing information. Once you're done, you click publish, and there you go. Now, once you've published a post or page, you'll want to add it to your menu. For that, and this is the last part of our video, we'll go to Appearance, Menus. By default, there's four menu areas that are available. We set up just the main header one, but remember, you can also have a top menu, a subheader, and a footer. Each one of those can have their own menu structure. I've set one up for def by, uh, by default for you here that's the header menu. Notice that this name here is what's being used here. If I wanted to add a new menu, let's say to the top that has that new post I added, I just simply look for the post here. Now, uh-oh, it's not there. Where am I going to find it? Remember screen options? That works here too. I want to show posts on this screen. So I do that and now Ta-da! I've got the posts menu where I can see, yeah, here's the new post I just created. How am I going to add that to a menu? Super easy. We're going to make a new menu, and we're going to use the same name as the top here so we don't get confused. We're going to call it Top Menu, Create It. Now we're going to add that new page in. I should say that new post. We select it, add it to the menu, we save it. Now it's there and we're going to go ahead and make sure that it's added as the selection in the top menu. Once we do that, we're going to go back to our site and see how it all looks. Visit site, open in a new tab. Look what we've got, a new link here that leads to the post that we just made. Voila! Congratulations! You're using your new LabZip WordPress system. I hope you're having fun. There's more to come. This is Spence. I'll see you next time.